Hey homies, this is Sandra Herrera, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. What's up, Spirit family? It's Jordan Small here. Uh, Tim is out of the country currently, so uh, the podcast is in my hands this week. So with Chicago coming up this weekend, I decided to have Sandra Herrera on. Uh, Sandra is the, she writes for Hot Time in Old Town, in Old Time, the SB Nation blog covering the Chicago Red Stars, and she also has started her own podcast this year called Southside Trap Podcast, a uh, Red Stars-focused podcast. And uh, so, Sandra, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jordan. I miss you. I miss podcasting with you, homie. We used to do this back in the day. Yeah, it's been all, a while. That's so awesome. I love that you like knew all about that and introed me. I'm all like, oh, Jordan, please. Gotta gotta rep your stuff. I mean, it's you guys are doing a great job over there, and got some good things coming up, especially for Pride Month. I saw your your fundraise you guys are doing. So, um, props to you guys for everything you're doing right now. Thanks. I mean, you know, we're trying to hold it down over there for Chicago. It's uh, you know, SB Nation sites are usually um, sort of uh, MLS based. So if you're doing uh, like NWSL coverage, it's sort of attached to that but it's really cool to be over at hot time because it's like now it's uh titled as both a chicago fire and a red stars community now so we're pretty excited about it and we're really excited about the fundraiser that we're doing for for the month of pride um we're matching goals pretty much so like this past weekend um both the fire and the red stars scored four goals between them so it's like four dollar donation if you want to like donate so for every uh goal that's scored in the month of june is basically how we're rolling with the fundraiser or if people just want to do like a one-time flat donation that'd be awesome too it's all going to center on halstead in chicago which is a huge huge resource center for uh lg the lgbt community in chicago so we're excited about it nice well let's uh let's get into it we're gonna first talk about the u.s roster drop today um the U.S. is going to play China in two games, Thursday, June 7th in Utah, and then thir- uh, Tuesday, June 12th in Cleveland. Both games are going to be played on grass fields. Uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, no kidding. I feel it's like, I don't know. I feel like the, the turf thing is going to be like such an issue now, like forever and ever. Amen. You know, and it should be because it's like, it's just one of those things that sort of came out of the World Cup, right? And it's something that we're still trying to follow and keep track of because, like, with the CBA, like, that was a thing that was supposed to be addressed. Um, so it's it's good to sort of see these two friendlies being played on grass, especially because, I mean, you know, some countries respect the FIFA window and some countries want to just schedule as many, as many friendlies as possible. So if it's like, if we're going to schedule as many friendlies as possible, let's, let's play it on some grass. So you brought up the, the friendly window. Um, the U S has decided to call up their players, even though there is NWSL games this weekend. Um, obviously Chicago and the spirit are going to be playing. So the spirit don't have any, uh, players named to this roster a bit surprising but Mallory Pugh was really the only name I was hearing talked about and obviously she got injured against Houston on Sunday night so not a big surprise in the end but still there's some names that are missing from there uh, but Chicago has 
three pretty important players that are called up, Alyssa Nair, Sofia Huerta, and Julie Ertz. Can you give us a little bit more information on those three? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, well, I mean, I think going into these friendlies, I think if everybody was more healthy, like maybe you would have seen a player uh, like Casey Short. She's pretty much been injured since the She Believes tournament. Um, so from my understanding, isn't exactly 100% yet. Uh, Rory Dames went on record after the um, Orlando match that they just had, just kind of, you know, saying that she's still sort of working her way back. Um, and Julie Ertz has finally worked her way back into playing 90 minutes. Um, so it's going to be good to see if she gets any starts or minutes in these national team games to sort of see how she's playing. Because I feel like um, in the handful of minutes that she's had this season with the Red Stars, she she went from having logging in like 15 minutes. I believe it was against the Spirit, right, initially? Yep. yep. And uh, then – she kind of had a little bit of a setback with a back strain and then she finally got a start for and did like 45 minutes and then she went a full 75 minutes and then she recently logged like a full 90 minute match. So a little, little by little. So I feel like Julia is one of those players who is still sort of um, working her way back in uh, to the season into her form, so to speak. So it's going to be interesting to see how she contributes or what she sort of brings into the U.S. national team camp and sort of what she brings out of it um, because you could sort of see that Ertz is still definitely trying to integrate her herself back in, into the team and into form with the Chicago Red Stars. And um, a listener, you know, I mean, you don't want to go into a national team camp having <laughs> the game that you just had, you yeah. know, giving up five goals against Alex Morgan in the Orlando Pride. Um, but we'll see what happens against against China it's going to be I think it's going to be interesting to see just sort of the different like um backline formations that might take place in front of a listener just because there's just some interesting names on the on that defender list there like I'm really excited about Tierna Davidson being called back in I really enjoyed watching her play when I was covering the Mexico games in, in Houston um would really love to see her and Becky Sarburn do some stuff and um you know, Sofia Huerta's in camps too, and she's listed again as, as a defender. And um, we'll see if she gets some time. I mean, because that outside back position right now without players like Kelly O'Hara, without players like Casey Short is, is looking real, real slim. So I don't know, man. It's going to be real. Let's, let's see what happens. Yeah, and then um, the Spirit are also possibly missing up to two other national team players. Rebecca Quinn did get called up for Canada today. Uh, it's unclear when Canada is actually calling their players into camp, but I wouldn't be surprised if they would honor the the FIFA window just a bit more, uh, considering their game is not uh, for a week from this coming Monday. And then Franny Ordega got called up by Nigeria. Uh, it looks like she'll be heading out early this week, which makes a lot of sense because she does have to travel back across the ocean. So that's a bit uh bit more of travel so uh, it'll be interesting to see going forward what those two leave behind for this spirit roster yeah for sure I I gotta I gotta keep it real right now with you on this podcast (laughs) when I saw that Franny Ortega was not going to be present for this game I was like thanking the soccer gods (laughs) because Franny Ortega has zero problems scoring against the Chicago Red Stars, like when it counts, when it doesn't count, when it does, whatever, just definitely like 
She's like that. She's like that gut check reminder. Like, yeah, you thought this game was gonna go a certain way, but it's not. <laughs> you know, so it's like I, I got mad love for Franny Ortega, but I was also like, oh man, that's so great that she's not gonna be <laughs> with the spirit in this game, man. Because I, I could definitely see her getting a goal in there. Um, you know, because you've got this is gonna be Emily Boyd's, you know, first start against in the NWSL, and it's gonna be against the the spirit. So. Um, I know that both our teams are sort of going through some things, right? They're both going through <laughs> it right now at the moment. Um, so to potentially go up against like a lineup with like a Benini and, and, and Ordega and, you know, somebody like Pew, I mean, I don't, I'm not too sure what, what the injury report looks like on her yet. Um, she wasn't listed on the U S women's national team roster, but it, just the idea of potentially going up against like a, a Mel Pugh and that, and a front three like that is, I think a little overwhelming. So, um, we'll see what, what Emily Boyd does. Is there, but yeah, Franny Ortega for sure. I was like, okay, enjoy, enjoy your FIFA break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So kind of moving into that Chicago, like you said, gave up a lot of goals, uh, this past weekend, it was the most they'd ever given up uh, in their six years in the NWSL. What do you think is the biggest thing that they need to focus on heading into this week, especially with, like you said, Emily Boyd getting her first start? You know, the Chicago Red Stars, when they came into this season, they were in, and they had their, their preseason tournament out in Portland, there was a lot of talk about, you know, unveiling this new style of play and sort of reconfiguring who they were going to be out on the pitch. And I got to say, like, for the month of April, uh, it didn't start out convincing, but they definitely pulled their shit together real quick, right? Yeah. So, it, it, you know, you had Sofia Huerta coming away with, you know, Player of the Month. You know, you had Alyssa Nair, you know, ma- making some pretty pretty great saves there. Um, Danny Colaprico was definitely a force in the midfield. Um we saw the rise of players like Nikki Stanton, you know, just sort of falling in line, you know. So um, you sort of saw that coming into play. And then for whatever happened, like whatever reason, like May happened, the month of May has happened, Sam Kerr and Julie Ertz have come back, and it was like, wait a minute, what? And I think um, we sort of saw that kind of come to head in this Orlando match uh, where it was a game where we ended up seeing, like, several different formations like with like a bunch of different personnel just sort of slotted in like Danny Colaprico on and only ended up going 45 minutes like Sofia Huerta ended up being subbed out like around the 60th minute or so um it went from like a 4-3-3 to like a 4-2-3-1 to like uh back to a 4-4-2 diamond you know and then like a 3-5-2 so it was like a lot lot going on so um I would like to see the Red Stars uh, try to stick to what they were doing. I think that this is un- just sort of the unfortunate hand that they've been dealt this season. Um, they're just going to have to be a team that is constantly adjusting on the fly. You've got players that you're still rotating into your roster, players who you assumed were going to be your starters coming into this season a couple players who are still missing in Casey Short uh Steph McCaffrey who's been dealing with illness um Vanessa DiBernardo with you know her 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 hip injury and I think people underestimate sort of her significance and her role on this team and um 
they don't necessarily, I feel like the wrestlers don't exactly have that string puller right now. And and for me, Vanessa DiBernardo is very much that player for the Red Stars. I, I think her absence was extremely noticeable down the stretch last year in 2017. And I think it's extremely noticeable right now in these sort of very tight games that sometimes Chicago has, like whether it was against Carolina or um, whether it was against like Sky Blue, um, when you just need that extra sort of impact player. So um, I would like for this match, even missing a listener, even missing Julia, it's even missing a Sofia Huerta, for them to sort of try to recommit sort of quote unquote trust in that process. They've been, you know, saying that a lot this season and sort of recommit to that and, and put that out on Saturday against the spirit. Um, Because I think, I think it's important when you go up against a team that you sort of have familiarity, you know, this is going to be the second time that they play each other. Um, So I think it's sort of important to sort of still falls fall back in the line, I guess, so to speak. So, I mean, I would like to see them roll, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they readjust some things on the fly because they've, they've definitely been put in those scenarios where they've had to readjust, you know? So, so we'll see what happens. Well, and I think an interesting point is like Chicago didn't have a great weekend, but neither did the spirit. They go down to Houston playing their third game in eight days and they kind of, crapped the bet against a team that they really should have been able to beat. Um, Houston came out very strong, but the spirit just is almost like they couldn't string a pass together, were struggling to clear the zone. And it was something that was almost like the beginning of the season all over again, because the past two weeks or the past two games against Portland and sky blue, they'd, done a good job of staying compact and and working the ball up and then this team comes back. So it'll be interesting to see what the spirit do against Chicago knowing, Hey, this could be a team that we could very easily pick three points up against, but also if we don't play our game, it could easily turn into a blowout. It's literally going to be a draw and you know it. it. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't it? It's going to be a draw. It's like the spirit in Chicago are like those two cousins who just like annoy the ever living hell out of each other. And it's just like, okay, fine, whatever. Like it was cool seeing you later. Like that's how I feel like when Chicago plays the spirit, it's like rough. So Sam Kerr has four goals in six games. She's really heated up as of late. But before I ask this question, obviously can't go without acknowledging how good Nikki Stanton has been. And I think that's an undervalued part of this trade. But how do you think that big blockbuster draft day trade has panned out for Chicago so far? You know what? I think um, on paper, like when people look at the standings, and sort of what the Red Stars have had to go through over these last nine-ish weeks and (laughs) 11-ish matches. Um, I think on paper, they're probably going to be like, oh, well, whatever, that blew. But um, in between the lines of all that, I think Chicago is still uh, coming out like sort of on, on the end of like a win on that trade. I mean, I don't think anybody on the draft day with that blockbuster trade thought, wow, you know who the real win, you know who the real steal of this deal is? Nikki Stanton. Nobody exactly. thought that, man. Not a single, nobody had that take. And if any one of our, like, 
fellow like soccer media like colleagues who want to at me they can go do it and find me your take that Nikki Stanley was going to be real because like I didn't even really add it. When I like had Nikki Stanton, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, she's going to be some really great depth for Chicago. And wrong. Turns out she's going to be like completely integral to the survival of this team. And, um, you know, when games like the 5-2 loss to Orlando happen, it sort of like left me one, like wondering and sort of scratching my head. And I, and I thought about a player like Nikki Stanton playing in that game be like wow I wonder if like maybe she had gotten the start in that game if it would have like had a little bit of more bossing around in the midfield like maybe right. just maybe things could have been a little different but you know shoulda woulda coulda you can't you really dwell on that kind of stuff you got to look ahead to next week got to have that short memory right but that's the type of player that Nikki Stanton I feel has become for the Red Stars where you start noticing that she's not on the pitch and you're wondering, Hey, why isn't Nikki Stanton on the pitch? That's literally who Nikki Stanton has become for the red stars. And uh, I think it's great, man. I think it's a testament to her as a player. I think it's a testament to the league and the type of players that it produces and, and sort of to, to the Chicago red stars and who they are as an organization and um, how Nikki Stanton and both Sam Kerr were able to just kind of come to Chicago and, sort of fall in and just adapt to the team and to its culture and to the city and everything else that sort of uh, comes along to it. Just having spoken with her a little bit sometimes after pulse games and stuff like that. And very, very briefly at training, like she's very much a player who is uh, locked in and uh, has gone from sort of Jersey girl to Chicago girl right away. Yeah. I feel like both of these players fit the style that Chicago likes to play, you know, that, that kind of gritty, like just go to work and get things done. And they've both done a great job. And it's, it's unfortunate that, um, you know, things didn't work out in New Jersey, but I think Sam Kerr has come along and she's done her, her job and she's done the Sam Kerr things, but Nikki Stanton has had a revival in her career and it's great to see. And, and especially in a league that, you know, so often players have to leave early. Um, it's great to see uh, a more veteran player kind of come alive here. Yeah, for sure. And it's great to see Sam Kerr, you know, getting her goals, you know, even if they are in these really grueling games where it's they're like 1-1 draws or, you know, 2-2 two, two draws against Houston or 1-1 one, one draws against Carolina or even 5-2 losses against Orlando. It's just good to see her sort of getting her goals and still sort of working her Sam Kerr magic. And it, I've really enjoyed watching her play, you know, sort of with and off of Yuki Nagasato. That's, that's really yeah. been, really been a joy to watch. So I'm, I'm hoping that we see more of that in the future. So obviously we've talked about, you know, a lot of national team players are going to be out. That's when you kind of see these underrated players come to, to the front and, and really shine. Who is a player or a couple players maybe from from either side that you're really looking forward to seeing this this weekend? Um well, I <laughs> I'm going to I don't know if she's going to get time, but I miss Morgan Prophet. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do too, Loki. <laughs> yeah. Loki, I think sure. you guys do too. <laughs> but I miss Morgan Prophet. I would I would love to to see her get more minutes in general. 
just just not you know yeah. maybe not against the Red Stars, but <laughs> I would like to see her get some time this some more time this season. Um, but you know, I guess Whitney Church, man, MVP, right? Like, I don't know, yeah. like. So that'll be interesting to see. Who knows? Maybe maybe this will be the game where she gets that start, right? I don't know. Um, but I would like like to see her for sure. Um, Andy Sullivan, actually, just yeah. because I want to see, I want to see like Danny Colaprico v. Andy <laughs> Sullivan, just because yes. you can put somebody in there who's like six feet tall, and like Danny Colaprico is just not gonna care. She's just gonna be like, yeah, I got this. Watch me climb this ladder. It's nothing. Like she'll just go in for challenges and go in for duels, and it doesn't matter the opponent that it is. So that that'll be kind of fun. Um, and I kind of like to see Rosie White get some more minutes. She finally saw some time on the pitch um, during that Orlando game, and uh, she picked up right where she left off in Boston. It was just like this little sort of wrecking ball. Um, so I, I mean, I'm not too sure if if she got a call up for for New Zealand. I can't find anything on that, and I haven't really seen anything, um, sort of in in my media emails, unless I missed it. But in in the event that Rosie White isn't with New Zealand for these for these this little small window of like FIFA friendlies, then then I'd like to see her get some time. But but mainly Morgan Profit and and, and Andy Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, um, I know she's not necessarily an underrated player anymore, but uh, I'm excited to see Yuki come to town. Like I just love watching players come over from Asia, and I think they just have like such a, a cool style of play over there. And I wish you know we get more players from Japan and, and China and the Koreas. Like I think that their style of play is fascinating and would be so um, fun to watch in this league to bring another element, but. Um, I'm super excited to get to watch her play this weekend. So that'll be fun for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are what are you most looking forward to in this game? Or, or what's something to keep an eye on from, from both sides? Man. Um, I, I think this could actually come down to a goalkeeper battle, actually. I was, I was thinking about it. You asked me to come on, and I was like, all right, man, I got to come correct. I got to come ready for Jordan with my takes. And when I was thinking about it, I was just like, you know what, man? I was like, Emily Boyd's going to get her first start, and I think that the back line is going to want to redeem themselves a little bit after that Orlando loss. Um, and along with sort of wanting to redeem themselves and reminding everybody who they are and what they truly can do, they're probably going to want to play real big in front of their rookie goalkeeper. Um, and then on the other side, my God, you guys got, let's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, who's, you know, in, in April, she was, I had her ranked really high, I believe in, in our, in the media association with our votes. I believe I had her as my goalkeeper for, for team of the month. And um, I just thought she had a great, great April. And uh, I think she's, been sort of one of those players whose profile has just sort of risen you know um on the spirit and which i think is important because i think sometimes people look at sort of bottom half teams and tend to forget about players sometimes so i think the fact that you can get a player like bledsoe and then have her perform the way she's performing and then still sort of 
have her, you know, profile uh, profile rise is, is a big, big deal. So I'm kind of really excited to see both the goalkeepers this weekend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you know me, I, I love my goalkeepers. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited for this weekend. I think that this is the perfect time for Emily Boyd to come in because, you know, you're coming off an ugly loss, uh, giving up a lot of goals. So your team's going to come out and want to play strong defensively no matter what. And just to add a, a rookie goalkeeper, getting her first start in there, I think it's it's almost a perfect recipe right there. Um, and then going against Aubrey Bledsoe, a player that, you know, should have started in this league a while ago and finally is getting her shot uh, after – LeBay left, it was one of those things like, oh, goodness, what is this going to turn into? And uh, Bledsoe's come in, kept her head down, played really well, and has had um, a a strong past couple weeks, uh, you know, had to make some tough decisions against Houston. But uh, looking for a a bounce-back game, I think, as well, uh, coming up against Chicago here. We'll see. We'll see, homie. We'll see how it goes. So, come to the point where we're going to have to make our uh, predictions here. <laughs> um, so, Tim and I pick scores. You can call, draw, win, loss, whatever, but okay. you have to put a score to it. Really? Yeah, so that's our that's our thing. Oh, so. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... <laughs> When I when I was when the Spirit and Chicago first played each other, I was like foaming at the mouth <laughs> because I wanted them to give us like our first multi-game draw. <laughs> and they didn't. I feel like that first game should have had more goals in it. Yep. It didn't on both sides. And I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, it's about to be a two, two, three, three draw. Let's get it. And it didn't happen. And I think uh, you know, both of these teams are much different from when they initially played each other. Um, so I, I still see there being, uh, a potential for a draw. Um, but I'm going to give the advantage to Chicago cause I have to, hello. <laughs> and I'm going to say it's going to be two, one Chicago. Oh, I think it's going to be low. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause I was literally going to say the same thing. I really do think, um, you know, this is going to be, I can see it being zero, zero for a while and then. One one for a while, but I really think Chicago is going to get the redemption on the goalposts at the Maryland Soccer (laughs) Plus. And (laughs) Sam Kerr is going to have like some crazy curler that's going to bounce off the post and in. I don't know. I feel I feel like some crazy thing is going to happen where the post is going to finally let the spirit down against Chicago. So maybe um, it'd be nice. <laughs> it'd be nice for Chicago to get that ghost off their back for sure. Yes. And so just uh let's go do our throwback to um our old podcast. Uh you got any final thoughts for us? Yes. I just have to let everybody know that I really miss Jordan and podcasting <laughs> with Jordan. I feel like uh, we always had good vibes and we yes. still do <laughs> right now. So hopefully this is not going to be the last time that we podcast um, together. Maybe like you'll need to come on Southside Trap Pod 
Yeah. Once I once we figure out how to <laughs> record on <laughs> Skype, we're gonna make that happen. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I guess my final thought, my for real final thought on the game is I just want it to be a good, clean game, and I want everybody to come out happy and healthy. For sure. Uh, I will echo. It's nice to uh, be back podcasting with you. Um, you know, it's always fun to, to talk to people of other teams. Uh, I think it gets a little bit of a different perspective in there. But uh, I also just want to say, like, I my heart's go out to my heart goes out to Christy Mewis. Uh, God, knee injuries yes. are the worst, and oh my God. I hate Terrible. them. <laughs> and uh, just you know, I feel so bad because she was having a hell of a season. So man. thoughts yeah. go out to her for sure. So be back, man. So be yes. back. Christy Mewis is is too tough for that garbage. Boston so strong for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, okay, Sandra. Well, thank you for coming on the pod. Um, maybe we'll have you on again later this season, but uh, best of luck this weekend. No doubt. Thank you for having me on, Jordan. Jordan.